there. Welcome to Healthish, your daily podcast from body and soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Do you ever get trapped in a cycle of overthinking? Oh, don't worry. We all do. My guest today is, well, someone I've long admired. Her name is Emma Murray. She's a high-performance mindset coach. She has worked with, well, some of the greats in AFL, namely the Richmond Tigers and other high performers. She joins me today from Melbourne to discuss why we overthink and also shares her excellent tips on how mindfulness particularly can help us break free of the unhelpful overthinking loop. Now, if you do like what you hear, I highly recommend her extra healthy-ish episode where she talks about using mindfulness to stop the stress cycle. You can search for extra healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Emma, lovely to have you on Healthy-ish today. How's your morning been? It's beautiful. I'm sitting looking out over the city, which is an incredible view. And um, yeah, very grateful to that, be here. That lovely city of, of Melbourne. Now, yes. we are very grateful to have you. Actually, I can't believe it's taken me so long to get you on the podcast. I want to talk about, well, how to stop yourself getting trapped in this mindset of overthinking. Why Why does this happen? Why can we so easily fall into this this pattern? You know, I wish everyone knew this, that it's not them. It's not a problem with them. This is a human wiring. We're all wired for survival. So our mind is constantly wanting to keep us safe. And so it locks onto something that it thinks is dangerous. Like, what if I fail? What if I make a mistake? What if I get this wrong? What if I don't look good at this party? What if no one likes me? What if, you know, um, I fail or I don't meet my deadlines? And it just runs and runs and runs and runs. So, to stay alive, you know, for the caveman, for the caveman to stay alive, he had to implement strategies like building fire and building shelter that kept him safe. For us today, the way our mind thinks we need to be kept safe is for it to keep have this really dominant self-critical mind constantly warning us of all the bad things that could happen to us and we just get stuck in it and trapped in it. So is it almost acknowledging, okay, this is this happens because basically it's for survival. How can we stop it, you know, being a negative cycle in some ways and because and, it's just a snowball sometimes when you're just like, what? how did I actually arrive to this particular story that I'm telling myself? Because it is just not true. No, that's right. And we have to understand that everything we think is not necessarily true. You know, we have between 50 and 90,000 thoughts a day. But the scary thing is, is that 95% of what we think today, we thought yesterday. So we're just running over the same stuff over and over and over again. And we are not running stories about how amazing we are and how great our life is. Because that's not where the threat sits. Mm. Our mind is running thoughts around, you use the word negative, I use the word unhelpful. I like that. It goes to these unhelpful places. You know, because sometimes we're positive, but it doesn't mean it's helping us. Mm. Um, So when we go to these unhelpful stories, because we're making up a whole lot of stories and we're doing that, because if I, you know, if someone says to me, hey, can I meet you in the office this afternoon for a chat? Our mind wants to create all of these stories around what it could be about, what could be wrong, in a way to attempt to keep us safe. Mm. You know, 
to stop us from either going in there or to devise an escape route, you know, come up with a plan to get out of it. And so how do we stop that? Well, let me tell you this, we don't stop it with positive thinking, you know, and when someone is in that unhelpful spiral and we tell them, don't worry, think positively, it can nearly make that spiral worse because it's like our mind is like, you're not listening to me. This is bad. This is dangerous. You know, those people might not like you. You might fail at this. And so instead of trying to change our thoughts into positive thoughts, we're far better to start to drop into what I call acceptance and really to catch ourselves in that spiral, in that loop, literally say to ourselves, stop, and then accept the situation, accept what's out of our control. Now, that might sound like us saying, you know, that I can't control what other people think of me. It's normal to be feeling um, nervous before I present. It's okay to be tired when I've got this much on. So we're not trying to fix the situation or fix whatever is worrying us. We're just trying to accept it so our mind calms down. Mm. And, you know, I know we talk a lot about the power of gratitude, but we need to be speaking more about the power of acceptance. Because until we can accept that that's out of our control and I can't change it and accept that, you know, that it's okay to feel the way we are, to accept that we're good enough the way we are, to accept that we might fail at things and that still means we're worthy of holding our job or being in this room or being in this meeting, until we do that, then our mind is just going to keep on going and going and going. Actually, I heard a great saying. It was, I mean, it was about a year or so ago where it was basically saying, what am I saying to myself now? It's, you know, just a line. And I use that quite a lot um, on myself and it's, it works. And I, it's almost like taking myself to the third person. And wh- what am I actually yeah. saying to myself? What, is this true? Is this helpful? Is this not? It's almost taking yourself out of the moment and questioning why yeah. you're thinking the what you're thinking. Questions are super powerful and, you know, I encourage clients to use questions like, you know, what's the truth of the situation right now? What do I know to be true? What evidence that I, do I have that I'm going to be okay? What can I do right here, right now? What's one thing that I can just get right, right here, right now? So, these questions have a way of interrupting that spiral of thinking and and take us out of the irrational danger, danger, danger and into, hang on, what is actually happening in this moment? You, you've got this, well, your, your business is called High Performance Mindfulness. Can you talk us through what is this? I mean, is this a concept that you use and how do you use it in your life? Yeah, it's a, con- it's a concept that I used. I learned mindfulness as mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, which has been around for, you know, many, many years and is based on the premise that by becoming present, we can reduce stress and promote relaxation. This is the example I use to explain it. Um, those that know my story know that um, oh, about six, seven years ago now, my eldest son, Um, a couple of weeks shy of his 14th birthday, jumped from a pier and he broke his neck and became quadriplegic. And, you know, it threw our life into absolute chaos, still throws our life Mm. into chaos. But the way I describe the difference between mindfulness and high-performance mindfulness is I talk about there's a whole lot of 
stories that we when we go through trauma like why did I let him go to the beach if only I was there you know if only he didn't jump that day what's going to happen to him will he ever be independent you know there's a whole lot of thoughts that we can get stuck on and I always say those unhelpful thoughts there's no answers in that there's nothing to be gained from you know attaching to those thoughts and this is what mindfulness is about not attaching to those thoughts there's no answers to be jumping in there sitting in there rolling around in there hanging out in there so i need to use mindfulness which is just to come back to the present moment come back to my breath come back to just being here right here right now and traditional mindfulness is just to let everything be as it is and so you know quadriplegia and trauma that's very heavy. You know, there's days where I'm feeling very heavy, very sad around that. And in traditional mindfulness, I'm letting that be where it is. I'm not trying to change those feelings. They'll pass in time. I just sit with them without attaching the story to them. And that's great. And that's really powerful. And I encourage people to spend a lot of their day in that state, you know, when they're just in their car, in the shower, at home. But now I have to get on an online zoom call or i have to you know step into a moment where i'm uh, presenting to people or i have to have a conversation with a customer or a conversation with my kids and if i go into that in a state of heaviness and sadness and you know slump shoulder and low voice and no expression then i'm not going to perform very well and that's going to send me into a spiral of i'm hopeless and i'm not good yeah. enough And so this is where in high-performance mindfulness we want to step into an emotional state by changing how we think, changing our posture, changing how we show up so now I can step into that moment and bring our best. Yeah, so well said and very empowering. Emma, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you. If you do want more from Emma, she is up on Extra Healthish, where we talk about breaking the stress cycle. More from us, bodyandsoul.com.au. Follow us on social media. Grab our print edition, which is out in your Sunday paper. You can also rate, review and subscribe to this podcast and share this ep with a friend. And until tomorrow, stay healthyish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.